Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Laurie and Julia show my talk 1071 everything entertainment. We're back because you're demanding it and we exceed to your demands because we're people pleasers, right? That's right, Donny Love. And uh, you know who I just, if even though the movie uh, is not getting the greatest reviews, Murder on the Orient Express, I'm so happy Michelle Pfeiffer is back in oh, movies. She's so lovely. She really is she's lovely. She's a good actress. She is. And she sat down with uh, Savannah and she does talk about why she took a break from acting and, you know, because she did, she was gone out of movies for like at least 10 years. She raised kids. Yeah. Well, she talks about all of okay. that. But this first question, uh, I guess Michelle wasn't prepared that she would be asked the obvious question. Okay. Let's hear it. Okay. This is such a famous book, a famous film. Were you were you a fan of it? Were you intimidated by taking it on? Well, I was a little intimidated, and I I hadn't really seen any of the earlier um, adaptations, and um, I, I actually am not that familiar with Agatha Christie. It's not really sort of a genre that I I gravitate toward, but um, I loved the script, and I thought this character was you know challenging and not like anything I had ever done, and. And it was such a fantastic cast, and Ken, Kenneth Branagh was directing it, so I was excited. Yeah, it kind of checks all the boxes. Kind of checks all the boxes, yeah. She I had never no, read it. Never read I the book, no never saw the original movie. <laughs> Not a clue. Nope. I don't even know who Agatha Christie is. Is that a watchmaker? NPR's headline about latest The Murder on the Orient Express is a classic. Why do it? National Review, Murder on the Dirt, Mur- Orient Express is a deadly dull ride. Oh. But Michelle Pfeiffer is, she and Judy Dench and Johnny Depp are the only ones getting called out for being good. That right. they are exactly. They are stealing the scenes that they are in and that they're quite good. And that the big thing seems to be Kenneth Branagh directing and starring as, yeah. Which is how really- do you say his name? <laughs> Hercule Poirot. Poirot. <laughs> he's the detective. Oh, yeah. And they said he is the weak link. And, and he's in every scene. In every scene. So, um, well, here, here's a little bit more from Michelle about filming the movie. Kenneth Branagh, who stars in it as Poirot, but as also the director, as you mentioned, said that when he got the cast together for that first time, all of you famous, impressive actors, that it was like the first day of school and you guys were all nervous. <laughs> I was really nervous and I was really, I was intimidated the first few days. It's just, it was such a massive amount of talent and all people who I have admired over the years. It's funny because I think I read that when you met Judy Dench, 
you were you got teary and I got weepy. She, she was here the other day and I was flipping out over her. her. Like I was like, it's such an honor. Yeah. And she must have that reaction. I mean, I everybody has that it reaction. Must get sickening, right? <laughs> she's probably like, ladies, calm down. And it's she just me. kind of is like that. She's right. Yeah, she's cool. She's so cool. And of course, Michelle Pfeiffer plays like the aging American actress. actress. And now I will say this. Okay, uh, Leah Greenblatt, who's the Entertainment Weekly movie critic, okay. she gives the movie a B plus mm. and says it's a lushly old-fashioned adaptation wrapped in a ver- veritable turducken of pearls, monocles, and international movie stars. I absolutely love the turducken reference yeah. for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's some other people that are saying it's a good B plus all-star cast popcorn movie. Yeah, don't go in with high expectations. Yeah, that, that if you don't be, and just want to yeah. be mildly entertained, yeah. here you go. I, I guess so. Go on a Tuesday night when tickets are five bucks. There, there you, you go. go. And yeah. here's what Michelle Pfeiffer says attracted her to playing this delicious part. So, so tell me about the role. What, what attracted to you about it? Well, um, she's uh, very extroverted, which I'm not. <laughs> and... Um, uh, like a world traveler and really courageous and um, a little bit annoying at times. And um, I don't know, it was just all, th- all things that um, I-, I found very challenging. And I, and I also think it, w- it had to do with uh, just being a part of this extraordinary cast. And of course there are, like Penelope Cruz, Judy Dench, Johnny Depp, uh, uh, Leslie Odom Jr., Daisy Ridley's in it. There's a lot, Olivia Coleman. Yeah, it's a huge cast. It's a huge cast, and um, they also shot it on 65mm film, which I guess... um, well, it gives you beautiful sweeping scenes. Yeah, so anyway, and then here she talks about her long break from acting. Well, a lot of people are calling this your comeback year, that 2017, suddenly you're everywhere, which I I know you feel it's like a little bit of just an accident of timing. Everything's coming out at the same time. Yeah. But you did take time to raise your kids and kind Mm -hmm. of step away. And Mm -hmm. that seems so sane and healthy and wonderful. You know, I wish I could really take credit for making this big sort of sacrifice and choice, but it it, it, it it sort of just evolved, you know, it just sort of my, I guess my priorities maybe shifted and, you know, we, we moved out of Los Angeles and it just became, the older the kids got, it became more and more difficult to actually say yes, I became pickier and pickier and well where does it shoot when does it shoot you didn't how, want long, to be away from how long will i be away yeah. and, and and at some point i became unhirable <laughs> and that was really the real reason why it hadn't worked and then um and then time just went and kind of flew by and even it, it was actually my one of my children who said to me one day Mom, are you ever going to go back to work? And which kind of hurt my feelings. And <laughs> you're like, what have I been doing I was this like, whole what time? Do you mean? <laughs> Isn't it great? I'm home. And they were kind of like, well, you know, maybe it's time. So, um, and then when they started applying for colleges, I thought, okay, it is time. Why didn't Savannah stop and ask her about why, why did she you become unhirable? She kind of just laughed when Michelle said, at some point, I became unhirable. No, I think she was referring to the fact that she had to be very specific about how long am I going to be gone, where am I going to. I think there were too many demands, and the producers were saying, we can't make it that easy for you. All right, I was just thinking there was more. She's got a lot coming out. I mean, she was in Mother. 
Darren Aronofsky's terrible movie Mother. And I guess she's mother. Gonna, mother, she's in this movie called Where Is Kaya? And she got a Emmy nom, nod yeah. for playing Ruth Madoff. Oh, yes. Great. In Wizard of Lies. Yeah. And she's next going to play Janet Van Dyne in two, 2018's Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, gosh, I yeah, can't wait. Sequel. The sequel. Can't wait yeah. for Ant- And, of course, her husband, that- David E. Kelly, Kelly, he is a TV producer, Ally McBeal. No, he did the... He did Big Little, Big Lies. Little Lies. He adapted the book into the television. He wrote the screenplay. So, I mean, she's just got a lot coming out right now. And uh, Where is Kira? Opens uh, third week of January. January, yeah. That's a very... It's a drama for sure. Is it? I'm reading about it, yeah. It's uh, pretty heavy. Yeah, I mean, she's she's, uh, and she doesn't look weird. I mean, she's 58 no, years old. No, she doesn't look overly done. Her lips are still normal. Yeah, size. she just. I love her, and um, no, she loves you. I love all the movies that she's. <laughs> I done. love her. I I'm love just her glad so to much. see her back. We're so happy. You know. Yes, I like that. Okay, uh, Julia, we have lost a Bond girl. Karen Dorr was the Bond girl in You Only Live Twice. Did she die? She died. Yeah. She's 79 years old. Okay. Her, her character um, can't resist 007, and then she gets dropped into a pool of piranhas playing the ultimate price for her. Now, that would be not, okay of all the plate <laughs> ways to go, yeah, mm-hmm. being picked apart by fish she was supposed would to, really be difficult. She was supposed to take out 007 uh, and, but and she didn't, so she. That's um, always the story. Yeah, you she only, should know that before taking the role. Uh, you know, if you're trying to take him out, he will take you out. It was a 1967 James Bond, so Sean Connery was in that movie. Oh, right. only lived the twice. sexy Bond. Play, a lot of it was shot in Japan. I recognize well, she, her. I recognize her too. Yeah. Do you remember when I had the piranhas uh, get the piranha manicure in Playa? It wasn't a piranha. It was I just the not. fish. I know. Fish. I can't <laughs> believe little, you did it. Those little guppies biting at your skin. It looks filthy and disgusting. I had to do it. I had to try it. You know they don't change the water, so you're sticking your feet in with other people's eating They put in massive amounts of bleach and chemicals, but they can't because the fish will eat it. Exactly, Julie. It's filthy. I was the first person of the day. No, you weren't. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I'm trying to think of some way to get you So while the fish are eating your feet, (laughs) other people's... Grit yeah. is still is being getting processed. Into, yeah, being yeah. processed and getting nibbled back into Thank your God feet. Thank God I didn't get a disease. Oh my gosh. If you'd had a piranha, <laughs> you would have had no feet. Well, <laughs> you know, I'd sounded better if I said piranhas <laughs> piranha than I did manicure. if I said guppies. <laughs> now, the big question is will Monica Bellucci return as a Bond girl with the, Daniel Craig? I don't Craig? even know who she is. Monica Bellucci, the Italian actress, she was Inspector. <laughs> Um, she was the oldest woman to be featured as a Bond girl because she was 51 years old when she was cast. Oh, Monica. And she's four years older than Daniel Craig. And uh, she, she always tells people, I say I'm a Bond lady, a Bond woman, because I can't be a Bond girl. Love okay, that. you just have to see the Monica Bellucci that came up when I Googled. Oh, oh dear. Julia, it's Bellucci. It. Bellucci. She's Italian. Bellucci. B-E-L-U-C-C-I. Yeah. God knows what you came up with. Oh, no, it's hysterical. She is. Is not a Bond girl. Yeah. Julia, you're mean. My, well, my spelling is so off. No one knows who I just spelled. Why would you look at Monica Bellucci on Facebook? I anyway? wasn't on Facebook. Facebook. I didn't know I was on Facebook, yeah. but apparently I'm doing my own personal things while I'm at work. <laughs> All right. And okay. posting for us. And Raquel Welch says she almost died shooting One Million <gasps> Beer, Years BC, which I know is the movie that my dad and your dad fell in love with her in her first. Well, how bikini. could you not? 
She was 26 years yeah. old. She'd already been in an Elvis movie, Roused About. Yep. And she Why was don't sent- they make more for... Bikinis and bustiers. Well, they would be really cute under a cute white sweater, a little fur number. I don't know, but she Feel had to film it in the volcanic Canary Islands. and uh, She was in one whole cold hotel. Cold and hot and cold and hot. And she got so sick, she almost died. That is a true story. You know, she just had a big birthday and she's looking fabulous. She's 77 is and she? I love her wigs. Wig! I wish uh, Pam Tillis, who is in the lineup that Donnie posted of the CMAs, had worn a Raquel Welch wig last night at she the had, CMAs. She had... It's a tragic wig. It is. It's a tragic wig. And I like Pam Tillis, you know? Yeah. But that wig... Personal favorite. That wig is straight out of the Ava Gabor. <laughs> the Ava Gabor collection. I think one of her big country hits was something about Cleopatra, the queen of denial. Deni- oh, that's get funny, it? Donnie. Yeah, yeah I, I think get that it. was one of her hits. All right, listen, <laughs> we got to go. It's time for Elizabeth and the Dirt Alert. All right, Elizabeth Reese and the Dirt Alert. She is here. I am here. Hi, friends. Nice Hi. to be with Hi, you. Hi, friend. You guys, just last night, I was watching some comedy from Louis C.K. I kid you not, just last night, my husband was showing me a funny bit that he does on food. And then here we go today. Louis C.K. is the latest man to be accused of masturbating in front of women. Oh, boy. This is the deal. Multiple women coming forward with allegations of inappropriate sexual behavior by Louis C.K., including claims that he engaged in that behavior in front of them or while on the phone. Four women told the New York Times that they witnessed or heard the comedian taking care of business, and a fifth says he asked if he could, and she said no. Uh, There are other comedians, female comedians, saying that this happened uh, when he asked them to hang out after a show, and as soon as they got there, he asked if he could uh, take out his business. They laughed him off, thinking he was joking. He wasn't. Uh, This comedian, Dana Min Goodman, said that he proceeded to take all of his clothes off and get completely naked, and they were paralyzed. And just didn't know what to do. And what what's happening here is, of course, then there are women who said that they said at the time, okay, but it was a complete abuse of power, right? There's a difference between consensual people, sexual activity and somebody in a more powerful position abusing right, that position in absolutely. order to get what they want. This seems to be another situation like the Harvey thing where a lot of people knew that he had a penchant for doing this. You are 100% right, Lori. There have been tons of rumors about it. Uh, Louis C.K., allegedly pulled this same kind of stunt on comic Rebecca Corey when they were both working on a TV pilot in 2005. She said, "Uh, no, you can't do that. But the show's executive producers, who happened to be named Courtney Cox and David Arquette... Wait a minute, wait a minute. ...confirmed that they were aware of what happened at the time. Okay, say that again. So the the woman, who is a, a comic, was working on a pilot with him, and apparently he asked... Can I do this in front right, of you? Right. And she said no. And she told the. Sh- this episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Show's executive producers, David Courtney, Arquette yeah, and, and Courtney, Courtney Cox, and, and they and they knew about it. Uh, wow. So rumors about him have circulated for years. Uh, there have been some blind items in Gawker about this, and... Uh, Roseanne Barr yes. talked about this to the Daily Beast last year, saying she's heard so many stories of Louis C.K. locking the door and keeping people in the room. <sighs> it's unbelievable. So now he's got this big movie coming out, and it's a real controversial movie. It sounds terrible. Uh, it's called I Love You, Daddy. And several, um, after these women have come forward, the premiere of the movie it's scheduled to premiere in new york city at the paris theater tonight that was canceled and then there uh he also canceled an appearance that was supposed to happen tomorrow night on the late show with stephen colbert and they're trying to figure out what is going to happen with this film there were all sorts of you know everybody was up in arms about this movie even coming out to begin with because it involves uh, a relationship with an underage girl yeah we talked about that and so there were all sorts of this movie shouldn't even be coming out in light of all the harvey weinstein allegations anyway so, I mean, there you go. Then there's another guy. Uh, this guy's name is Andre Balaz, and you're not going to know who he is by name, but he happens to be a big time hotel guy. Yes. It, he was running Chateau Mormont. He has tons of properties. Julie, we went into yes, his we hotel in New York City when it first opened. It had, remember the bathroom that had no doors? Yes. Oh. It it was everything was like this black smoke glass, and you just sort of had to. It was you like, had to know you had to know how to get in the bathroom. Right. I mean, that's and I just feel outrageous. like he didn't he and Uma Thurman have a relationship? They, didn't they have a kid together? Oh, or I don't I know. Thinking of another you one. Right, I think we are. Let's find out if it is. But here's the Lori, deal with this him. This guy's better looking than that other hotelier. But they're both hoteliers. They are, and I, he, he's been accused now of groping multiple women, including the wife of Jason Bateman. His wife's name is Amanda Anka. She's an actress. And uh, according to a new report, they were at a dinner party at this uh, Chiltern Firehouse in London, which was owned by him. And he took the group on a tour of the property. Jason Sudeikis was there, too. And they had to climb a firehouse-style ladder to get to an upstairs room. She was wearing a leather dress, Jason Bateman's wife. And apparently he put his hand under her skirt and grabbed her. And uh, the a woman who's married to Charlie Day, who's an actor of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, says, I witnessed behavior by Andre Balaz that was inappropriate and offensive. Jason Bateman spit gum in this guy's face, and then they left the hotel. Oh my, yeah, oh my. this he his did, wife was like, whoa, guy. whoa, whoa. He did have, this is who Uma Thurman had the custody thing yeah. with. Oh. Chelsea Handler used to date him. Page Six has reported Yikesies. about him, about what a dink he is, just different ways he is in business in the hotel. But he's very successful Hotel person, but this is who Uma had the the custody, the breakdown, and everything. In well, and they're not the only ones telling these stories. I mean, it's other other employees of his have been coming out and talking about similar things. It's you know what's so fascinating. He called him at one time the most toxic bachelor in Hollywood. It's, It's always a pattern too. It's like these guys have this one thing that they like to do. 
And then they, because the same story with him is the groping, the like inappropriate grabbing of a woman, mm-hmm. grabbing her, where then Louis C.K., you know, what, what they're all doing, they've got their different little peccadillos. But they're in very position of power. power. And yeah. it's a and, power, and yes. And it would paralyze you because you'd be like, okay, I need this job, and oh my gosh. I think what happens too, you know, and I'm not a sexual assault expert, you freeze. but you freeze. It's like you're just, you're like, that I can't believe, I can't believe it. And I think the fight or flight, which is, I don't even know how to get out of this and how can I prevent this from being worse? If I just stop, will it make it stop? Yeah. Uh, Andrea also dated Kylie Minogue. Oh, this guy's the worst. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Grey's Anatomy is going to end when one thing happens. Ellen Pompeo quits. Yes. 300th episode happening tonight. And Shonda Rhimes said they've got a deal. She and Ellen Pompeo, when Ellen doesn't want to do it, when Shonda doesn't want to do it, that's when it's going to end. Not when the rest of us are sick of it. Think of that pressure, though. No like, pressure. what if she wants to quit and then she has to worry about everyone else? It's all based on her. I, There's I, no pressure with that. I read My a gosh. little rumor that Sandra Oh might be coming back. Really? Ellen Pompeo was on with um, Kelly and Ryan this morning, and she was the most relaxed and comfortable that I've ever seen her in an interview. She always comes off as a little bit, like, uncomfortable with attention. I think she's maybe in a good place with just, I'm going to ride this out as long as I want, and then we're going to move on. What a luxurious spot to luxurious. be in. Is it luxurious or is it a problem? You just have contradicted yourself. I have. Right there. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Wait, but we she lives by my opinion. cousin. Walks that walk we walked. What? Up by the um, Griffin Park oh, really? Observatory. Mm-hmm. Say a quick note. Oh yeah. Uh, Jason Bateman's wife. I, the last name is Anka. That's Paul Anka's daughter. Oh my oh, gosh. gosh. And the story Boy, is everywhere. Small world, isn't it? And Taylor albums. Taylor Swift's album has leaked online. Oh, One day she before, is going she's raging. Yeah. Crazy! Yeah. So that means we can download it right now? I don't know. Let's do it. <laughs> Tell me your theory, Lauren. Theories. Oh, listen, this is a theory for all time, okay. and I couldn't be happier. Oh it's not one you came up with, it's actually from someone else? No, but I've long wanted this to be true. If you could have if if you could have champagne wishes come true and that the secret to beating wrinkles could be two things that we love to eat and drink. Oh, do tell. Really? Chocolate and red wine are the secret to beating wrinkles. Scientists have found that they both rejuvenate old cells. The retin- making your um, it, the cells. Uh, here's what it does: it makes your cells look and behave younger. Now, wouldn't that be nice to do just by doing that? And they applied compounds that are found in red grapes and blueberries. So, like yep. with Danny Butner with yep. the Blue Zone, and those cells have what they call our longer telomeres, sure. which shorten. As we get older, sure. yes, and that causes that. aging, yeah. mm-hmm. and because chocolate and red wine and blueberries are rich in flavonoids, it's uh, antioxidant, and when we age, the strands of our DNA mm-hmm. lose those telomeres, so in nature, red wine, dark chocolate, red grapes, and blueberries okay, are rejuvenating okay. So old it, cells, Julia. Okay, so grapes, grapes, red grapes, do they have to be red grapes? Red grapes. Red grapes and blueberries. Yep. And if you don't want chocolate and red, red wine. wine. God, I had a sip of red wine last night. I thought I was having heartburn through the roof. No, really? I know from red wine. Yeah, yeah, and just a glass of wine or a bottle of beer. Remember, we talked about yeah. that. That that can cut your. Uh, 
Anyway, the the research assistant at the University of Exeter said when she saw some of the cells in the culture dish rejuvenating, she couldn't believe it. The old cells were looking like what? When was this done? This was just done. Really? Do you believe it? Yes, I believe it. It's research. My theory about research is sometimes we welcome these. (laughs) Well, we've been hearing a lot about dark chocolate and red wine for quite some time. Yeah, Danny. I know it. I know it because he has that special wine from Sardinia. Cannonau. What's so, it called, Danny? Cannonau. Cannonau, yeah. Mm-hmm. Spell it. Oh, I can't spell it. I can no. only pronounce it. You can get it at Certix. And you can get it at Thomas. Oh, Thomas Liquors. has it? Okay. Yeah, they have it. In fact, they call it Sardinian wine, Danny yes. Butner. Hmm. So many people ask about it. Now, this, I always wondered about this, Julia. Okay. Will Do you think people will always pay money up front to be the first in line to do something People that have money like, is no object. To go to the rocket, to fly to the thing, to... All right, do you... All right, say, is, ask me the question one more time. Will people always, if they have the money, will they always pay money up front to be the first to do something? If they have a big ego. Okay. I think they have to have narcissism and ego things going on with them if they have to be the first. Well... Richard Branson, you know, he's got the adult cruise liners that are coming. They're not even um, going to be floating until 2020. And just to get on the waiting list for his cruise line, for his cruise line to buy, to have the option to buy a cabin, you have to pay $600 just to be on the waiting list. Well, that's not bad. To keep your email. That's not even bad, $600. Okay, we will buy a concert eight months in advance because we don't want them to have have their money. We don't have unlimited money, but people to be on the Tesla waiting list when they came out with the new, they people people put it down five grand. So people will always put money down to be the first at something. Well, to have... The f- a first uh, something unique. Okay, yeah. yes. Always the bragging rights. They're right. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, it sounds like to David. You know, Rick. What's his name? Bronson. Charles Bronson. What's his first damn name? Richard Branson. Richard Branson. He comes up with all the good stuff. Charles Branson. Whatever. Charles Branson. <laughs> it's an adult only cruise line. <laughs> it too. sounds like hedonism. Well, they, but it's not going to have the sexual spin of hedonism. It's just going to be you can't bring little kids. Yeah, we're going to have fun here, and we're going to be grown up about it. Adults only on the... What age is adult? I hope it's not 18. Uh, He wants to target trendy young professionals because right now the most popular age in the world... Is 34. No. 17. There are more 27-year-olds than there are any other category. Is that the age? Yeah. That's the age when I decided I still could be. I mean, what? that's my go-to age. Yeah. Might be a little young. 36 might be a better fit. Then 26. 62 might even work Yeah, those sometimes. are the two most, uh, the most people out there. Are 27 and what? 26. Really? Mm-hmm. That should have been a random thought of yours. I'm impressed right? with that. So that is the, all right, okay. that's the sweet spot. Here is a theory that has been proven. Because do you think when people are under stress that their memory is messed up? Everything is messed up when you're under stress. That's, Your body does, gains weight. Your this happens. Like cortisol. Yeah. Stressful situations really do mess with your memory, making it harder to pinpoint when and where events took place. Because when something is really stressful, yeah. your brain goes into fight or flight mode. And we do reflective action over nuanced thought, and it makes it hard to remember, which is they really did this um, research because they wanted to figure out why war veterans or victims of crime struggle to remember what happened. Oh, interesting. And they recover it years later? Yeah. Yes, it, you don't. It's like you're, 
you're protecting yourself by not remembering, yeah. even though your body. Well, and that's like trauma. Yes. They, mm-hmm. And you, they really, really struggle to remember them. And they said uh, the brain just drops context-based nuanced thought for fight or flight. It all goes back to the caveman. It really does. Bear, the saber tooth bear is coming at you, and either you're going to remember, well, whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Were you going to remember it eating you or not? Yeah, you're going to remember to run. (laughs) Run away. You're not going to think about it. You don't think you're going to freeze. And you know, I was reading that about the people that were. at the festival, when that guy started shooting at in them for the, the Las Manor, Vegas country, in Las festival. Vegas, yeah, and how difficult it is for people who this the the trauma of that oh. and the experience not being able to remember it at all, or just remembering the last thing they did and the next thing I, I was at the hospital mm-hmm. or I was here, I was you hear there. that all the time, all trauma. the time, yeah. But so, I wouldn't want to remember it either. Well, the, the brain does this to stop you from gathering a long-term memory about those moments, and that your brain is kind of dampening that They're area protecting you. to yeah. protect your to protect you. I like that. Yeah. So look at how smart our brain is. I know. So mm-hmm. whether it's difficult situation, whether it's positive or negative, your brain just goes into reflex, even if it's positive. Yep. That's that's what they said. They're they're. They're, you know, I don't know what they're trying to do with this. What if they're trying to figure out, um, I suppose they want to be helpful with people with trauma or PSTD, PTSD, PTSD. So, you know, I'm glad that someone's taking that theory and going, let's explore. Let's explore. Oh, let's find out. My favorite thing we learned today is the, the. People will always pay money up front to have. No, I already know that. I like the twenty-six and twenty-seven year. That those those oh. those are where the most people, the biggest age group, exists. I like knowing that's that. the number one age group. Mm, it's the top. There of the are more twenty-seven year olds and twenty-six year olds. I like it than anyone else. I like that. I like knowing These that. Are the that's pe- a good. Fact. That's who Richard Branson is targeting yes. for his young adult yes. cruise ship. And we wish movies Virgin, would target them instead of the 14-year-old yeah. boy. Virgin Voyages is what oh, the Richard Branson cruise like. But do those people have money to go on a cruise yes. like that? I'm just saying. Um, I think people make different choices, choices. with their money now yeah. than our generation used to be. We'd want to yeah. get a house and be stable. You know, they're, they're more vagabond. Yeah, um, and more experiences. Yeah, mm. Experiences are worth a lot more to that mm-hmm. generation than having things. I I, I was... But I mean, yeah. yeah. But I was in the travel business. But you were, yeah. 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 But I think it over a generalization would be people, it was always you'd get your house first and then you would do stuff, you know. And with this group of people, I think it's let's go experience everything we can. I know, but how old you were when you buy your first house? Oh, Lori, I was 21. You were not. You were like 27 or 28. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Well, the All age right. of this group that's <laughs> yeah. being targeted. Yes, yeah. so you bought a there house. There's my point. I bought a house at 27. Right. Yeah. What are we arguing about? We're not that's, arguing. There's no argument. <laughs> there's no arguing. I'm just trying to prove my theory with a point that can't be made. That's, thank you. Because <laughs> I'm like, you're... For those of you who didn't follow that, no, people she, did. No, people she wanted to argue that. with me about it or prove her point, oh which I knew was wrong. <laughs> but I let you go with it. Let's right. just agree to agree, shall yeah. we? We're right. agreeing to agree. Yes, we'll be right back perfect. with our favorite headlines of the day. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us on this th- Thursday. Our favorite headline today came to us courtesy of the CMAs. We've posted it as a separate uh, picture, but it's Pink and her daughter rocking the CMA red. 
carpet together, and they so cute. They look so cute. They Willow really do. looked like a little princess, and Pink wore a very white, pretty ruffled gown. She just looked punk, pretty, and she just she doesn't usually dress all foo foo no, like that. She, and you she, know, her daughter wanted to wear that dress, and they were just darling. everything. They were darling. We also posted all the other fashion, really some great fashion, and yeah, some well, fashion that some was terrible. Hits, yes, yes, and we <laughs> count on that, of course. Yeah. And Carrie Underwood in her red blue. carpet, blue gown, uh, it was just dreamy. That yeah. would be like... That was just ooh, gorgeous. just yeah. a dream. My favorite color, royal mm-hmm. blue. Uh, in honor of her Daily Talk Show's 2,500th episode airing this week, Ellen DeGeneres takes us on a trip down memory lane. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. It's a bloop reel. During the montage, Ellen showed uh, shows various clips of comical blunders from a myriad of sketches, interviews, and segments over the years. I love those. I do too. I love those. So you posted that for us? I did. Yeah. Yeah, 2,500 episodes. Yeah. And Ellen, by the way, she just tweeted today that she's very proud of her wife because Portia de Rossi uh, tweeted a story about her uh, when she auditioned for a Steven Seagal movie in his office. And he told me how important it was to have chemistry off screen. Sat me down, unzipped his leather pants. I ran out, called my agent on face. She said, well, I didn't know if he was your type. Where have what? the agents oh. been in all of this? Because the Where, agents would have known. Have know, yeah. Oh, they would have known, and not one of them is coming forward. How about that? Yep. Yeah. Mm. Portia. So Ellen was just said, you know, I'm so proud of my wife today. I like and that. I love it that she, well, my unfazed, my agent said, well, I didn't know if he was your type. <sighs> Come on. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Mm. All right. Of all the candidates for People's Sexiest Man Alive, do you think Alex Rodriguez is probably oh. the most likely? Oh, no. Please don't. <laughs> don't let it do be. it to us. No, because I have be never him. even had one inkling of anything towards him ever. No. He feels very generic to me. No, yeah. don't let don't, it be no. him. He's got Vanity Fair cover. I just uh, got my Vanity Fair with him and J-Lo. Don't do that to us, please. Please, people. Uh, a second woman has come forward to accuse actor Ed Westwick of raping her in 2014. He's yeah. in some trouble. Yeah. And doesn't he Doesn't he want to get engaged to his... I think he is. He, oh, yeah. And the timing on that is very, very Suspicious. odd. Because two different actresses now have uh, said that. And uh, it's... I mean, That it's, bothers me. I always like that kid. Well, the first actress who spoke about it, mm-hmm. Aureli Wynn, she, you know, he raped her is what she's saying. And she was dating Mark Saline from Glee at the time, who just pe- pleaded a guilty for child pornography. Right? She told her Glee star boyfriend, Mark Saline, Ed Westwick raped me and he broke up with her. He blamed her and broke up with her. Are you kidding? Mm-mm. Oh, wow. And in addition, uh, really f- when said when she told some of her friends, they advised her not to tell anyone or she'd be labeled that girl as seen by tr- by people See, who's trying to get her 10 seconds of fame. I really believe 
Harvey Weinstein, this whole expose Ronan Farrell did has opened up so many people to freedoms that they never had before because they were too afraid of being hurt or being what you even said over there, Lori. Well, you're, it's humiliating to, to, to say these things that have happened to you. There's exactly it's, it's, and it shouldn't be that it's humiliating to you, but there is this whole thing of shame around it. Um, because for so long people aren't believed. This is why people don't come forward. Right, right. I mean, this is absolutely why people don't come forward. And what young, you know, Start. finding out young actors right. in Hollywood, are the lengths that they're having to go through at the hands of someone who's got, quote unquote, the upper hand. Right, right, and as you recall, right. Ed Westwick was... You know, on Gossip Girl, and he even played a smarmy he character. He totally played a smarmy character. And we haven't seen much of him, and I don't know. I just, I'm believing these women, Joya. That's all I got to say. I am too. Yeah. What is this about? A blogger, a blogger said this to Taylor Swift. Why is it so hard to say that white supremacy is bad? Okay, okay so this, this has been going on for well, three Taylor days. Swift needs some new people, because she... Sent, she had her legal team send a threatening letter to small time uh, this small time blogger, where he just said, "Hey Taylor, Taylor Swift, why don't you call out your neo Nazi um, fans?" Fans, and so she sent him a legal letter to take that down, and the ACLU is defending this blogger, saying it's freedom of speech. Yeah, yeah. I don't get that. So I don't know uh, enough about the. No, I just I don't know why um, Taylor Swift would. Why is it so hard to say white supremacy is bad and white racism is bad? I mean, why go after somebody? It seems like it's the wrong. Seriously, why is that so hard? Why would you go after somebody that's pointing out why? You know, do you know that you've got a lot of people? that are pro-Nazis who look to you and say that you like what they do. It's this, it's this tiny little blog. Yeah, I understand. Be like Taylor yeah. Swift coming after us. Yeah. If she does, I'm an arm well, wrestler. She's very yeah. conscious of her image. Oh, right, right, but it's not hard wouldn't... to say that you're not for neo-Nazi yeah. sympathizers. I mean, this is like the, pre- the President Trump's position with Charlottesville. It is not difficult to put down people who are white supremacists and Nazi sympathizers. It's not hard I think, at all. Well, I think what she objected to is the fact, her saying, I don't have any people like that who are fans of mine. And but you shouldn't the, say that I do. But the point is, she's reading it. She's reading it. She's sicked on her lawyers to yeah. this. And the ACLU, This she needs new people. Yeah. This did yeah. not need to happen. Because she should be able to say. Absolutely. She, I'm yeah. against it. I'm against right. it. It's right. not a difficult you, position. Right. You don't have any worries with that one. Okay. <laughs> I'm with you, sister. One of the big stories today, probably our last story today, Kevin Spacey being edited out and replaced by Christopher Plummer in the movie All the Money in the World. Christopher Christopher Plummer was uh, in the running to play the 80-year-old guy since he is 83. Instead, they hired Kevin Spacey, and now there's this open investigation, and the whole cast and crew, we are going to redo it. We want the movie to be out December 22nd, and they're going to reshoot with Christopher Plummer. It's pretty cool that they're doing this. We've never heard of anything like this before. No, we haven't. All right, everyone, have a good night and stay warm out there. Job done. Off you go.